What's up, guys? Jay Zhang here with you with Against the Grain and Zhang Nation. It's been a little bit since I've done one of these, and there's several reasons for that. As I said before, this might be my final episode. I took on that second job doing wireless, doing boost, and, well, life did not turn out the way I thought, so I did not continue to do that. I will assure you, however, that when I do my phone reviews and when I talk tech, that the people that boost themselves will tell you that I know more about these devices and I know more about wireless than they do. They just had to train me how to use their activation system on their computer. That was it. So, I'm a trusted source. Trust me. Typically, when someone says, trust me, that's a red flag. But I'm not giving you red flags, people. And I'm glad I'm doing this again. Some person pushed me tonight. Hey, you need to do this. I want you to do this. I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to know. I want to know. Like, what do you want to know? And she proceeded to ask me some crazy questions. Um, questions about child sacrifices? Questions about California going underwater? And I'm thinking, I just want to open up a brand new flavor of hard Mike's uh, alcohol. You know, they've had the lemonade, they've had the blood orange. The grape was good, I've tried that. Well, listen... This is the hard strawberry. Sipping on it with that added slurp for emphasis. It's good. It's good. But if someone's going to ask me questions like that, I guess I'm trusted. I'm not going to disseminate information. I'm not going to disseminate information that, uh, is going to be false. I'm going to know what I'm talking about before I do it. So why don't we start with California? Is California going to go underwater because of all the earthquakes and uh, glacial waters and this and that? Well, the short answer to that would be no. And why is that? Because of the way it's built. The way that it's built and the Earth's crust and the plate tectonics and where it's at, you have Cape Mendocino. And Cape Mendocino is not a joke. Cape Mendocino and the sea level and all this and that, it's not going to go underwater. It's going to take something for it to form its own island. And tons of earthquakes is not it. It's not going to go underwater in my lifetime. My children's, my grandchildren's, my great-grandchildren's, and probably their children's. Now, of course, with the plate tectonics, it's, it's possible. But the way that Cape Mendocino is and the way that those fault lines are, there's no way it's going to break off from Arizona or to the north, Oregon and Washington or any of that, or to the south for that matter. Uh, Baja California Sur is what it's called. That's Mexican territory. Baja California Sur, of course, being Spanish for Southern California below. 
the fault lines there and the way that they're built and the way Cape Mendocino is built. It's impossible. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to say impossible. It could be a couple hundred years, 300 years before something like that. But no, not in our lifetime. And neither is Hawaii with these glacial waters. It's not a possibility. These are fables. These are fears. And these are, you know what the black web is. About 60% of the black web you can trust and believe. But out of even that 60%, only about 20% of that 60% is factual information. The rest of it is built solely on conspiracy theories. And what about the child sacrifices? Now, you know, why aren't we talking about, you know, the coronavirus? Why aren't we talking about the old mainstream... Well, I guess I am against the grain. So I guess we're going to get into child sacrifices. There's a big thing being talked about with children being sacrificed, uh, mainly by like presidential candidates, politicians, celebs and such. Parties being had. They're, they're staged as pizza parties. And instead they're taken and they're sold and they're molested. Unfortunately, there's a lot of that going on. And one of the worst places for that isn't here with our celebs. I know you've heard about Joe Biden, but that stages or that, excuse me, that stems from Biden being a pedophile. And that's, you know, one of the big things going on, the way he talks about children, the way he'll give them a hug and kind of tend to touch the wrong spot. But it's not real. Joe Biden, and I don't like Joe Biden. I think he's a babbling, freaking buffoon. I loved him so much more when uh, Barack was the president. <laughs> and Barack was doing the talking. And Biden was just chilling in the background. But I don't believe Biden to even be a pedophile. Now, child sacrifices are huge. It's going on all over. And I'm going to tell you where one of the worst places are for that. Uganda. Over in Africa. They're sacrificed. They're bought. They're sold. They're stolen. They're molested. And it's terrible. And in South America, children are actually rounded up. Being put into a fire. And burnt and if you molest a child before you put them into the fire and burn them, that's supposed to be even more godly in some of these South American countries. And the more the merrier. Upwards of a hundred at a time are sacrificed and burned as an offering to prevent floods, to prevent earthquakes. And that's huge, not only in Uganda, but also in South America. Here, in the good old U.S. of A, it's not anything like that at all. But sex trafficking is very real. Sex trafficking is so real that there was a point not that long ago. Now, I live in Cincinnati, and I'm in Springdale, Ohio right now. And about seven miles west of here, there's a mall called Northgate 
and it's been within the last year, but in said mall, Northgate, in the Northgate Mall's parking lot, people were going around and taking this clear, powdery, liquidy drug and putting it underneath door handles of cars. Invisible, you can't see it. But to the touch, it's deadly. And there were women, teenage children that are shopping and driving daddy's car or their new car that would go (coughs) and open the door to their car and start to feel woozy, queasy, sick. Start to get dizzy. And the victim who had such a drug would be about 30 feet away, checking them out. And as soon as it was fair game, boom, there you go. Taking them and putting them into sex trafficking. That's right here in Cincinnati where this is going on. Innocent victims drugged by touching their car. Teenagers, young women, attractive women, attractive teenagers, whatever these fucking weirdos think. And that's what they were doing. And then they were put into the sex slave, sex trade system. Now that's child sacrifice. Now there is a theory that some celebrities are doing sex trade. It's not really child sacrifice. It's more like sex trade. And when they get sick of them, when, you know, the pedophiles are taking these 14-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 10-year-olds, and they start to get older, they're not sacrificed. They're useless because they're burnt out. And so they're burned, killed, destroyed. And it's said that the Illuminati is doing that. And that's within celebrity circles. And it's terrible. Now, what is the likelihood of that happening to someone you know? I do believe you could get struck by lightning before that would happen. I don't think you could get struck by lightning twice before that would happen. So within the Illuminati, there are some sex trades that are uh, turning into burnt bodies. And you could call that sacrifice. It's not sacrifice. That's just destroying evidence. The only thing that's left that DNA will pick up is teeth. So all they got to do is take the teeth and get rid of them somewhere. And this is twisted to talk about. (laughs) How am I coming back after not doing anything and quitting and getting into this? Because I was asked to. That's why I'm doing it. But yeah, in the United States, it's the Illuminati that's doing this child sacrifice. And a lot of celebrities and a lot of powerful people are within the Illuminati but it's not what people are making of it it's sick and twisted but it's not what people are talking about lately and in Uganda and in South America is where the worst of that's happening especially in South America where upwards of 100 to 150 kids at a time are burnt and offered to some god as a sacrifice they're basically taking children 
molesting them, throwing them in a pile, and burning them, and saying, hey, Lord, here's our sacrifice. Take these dead children as an offering, and please prevent our land from flooding. And that's what's going on with the children sacrifice that might be popping up. Sorry to talk a lot of black web stuff, but that's what's going on. And I was asked to delve into that. And California is not going to go underwater. Not going to become an island. Not in my lifetime or anywhere within the next couple hundred years at least. And Hawaii is not going to go underwater. Now that we've dispelled that through logic, reason, truth, rationale, I will talk about the NBA. It was really fun to watch. The season kicked off again after over four months. The NBA season kicked off tonight. And here's a gem for you. When on March 11th, the NBA canceled its season completely and quit playing, there were 40 cases in the United States of the coronavirus. And now there's over 150,000 and they're kicking the season back off. How much good sense does that make? But that's what they did. And I'm glad because I'm a sports fanatic. And so let's talk Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert plays for the Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert was the very first NBA player to contract the coronavirus. And this moron, when he got it, he was like, I don't know if this is real or not. And he licked microphones during a press conference. He licked multiple microphones, licked his hands and wiped the tables and smiled about it. And in doing so, at least 15 other NBA players contracted it just in that room, in that time and space from what Rudy Gobert did. And Rudy Gobert's not a bad person. He's a clown. He's silly. He jokes. And that's what he was doing. But he was the first NBA player to contract it. And he spread it quickly. And tonight, after over four months of no NBA, of no sports whatsoever, Rudy Gobert was the very first person to score a bucket. Shortly after tip-off with Utah, he scored the very first points. So that was a really neat uh, story, a really neat thing. I thought I'd tap into that. Moreover, the Lakers played tonight, and it was a great game. They played the Clippers. And I can't wait to talk college basketball, because that's my heart and soul. The NBA is just me passing time until the college basketball season kicks off. Although I do love LeBron. And LeBron and Anthony Davis did their thing tonight. And they ended up beating the Clippers. Both of these games, the Utah game and the LA game, were down to the wire at the very end. And they were both games that were decided within three points or less. What a way to kick off. A nail-biter. An action-packed game. And furthermore, how about the virtual fans? There's no fans 
No one's allowed to be in them stands. But they have tons of, of silly looking computerized people in the stands. And some of them are cheering and some of them are booing. It's just a really neat tapestry, if you will. If it were me and I were controlling these virtual fans, I'd program some bullcrap. I'd have some of them yelling, Black Lives Matter! And I'd have some of them yelling, LeBron, you suck, asshole! <laughs> just, to, just to mix it up a little and make it fun. But it was really neat to watch. You know, your 94-foot court, but then you had much more space outside of those 94 feet where the refs were. And some of the coaches wore masks. Some of them did not. There was a big Black Lives Matter uh, riding on, I would say, the west or the north end of the court. And you could see that plain as day. And some of the players didn't have their last names on their jersey instead of having, like, J.R. Smith. Instead of having Smith or... I'm just making this up as I go. Instead of Gobert, it would say something like equality or justice. So that was really neat to watch. I saw one coach, and it wasn't Quinn Snyder. I can't remember who it was, but they had a name tag on that said racial justice on it. So this whole movement is becoming, I don't even know what to call it. I stand for all lives and the NBA is promoting the black lives and that's cool do it peacefully but in terms of the game itself it was really really interesting to watch and the games were really action packed they were really close and the virtual fans was just silly to watch down in Orlando, Florida tonight but in other and to me, more important sports news. If you check Instagram out and you're following here in Cincinnati, the Bearcats, you can see all the rookie cards, all the rookie basketball cards. Like Rob Saunders. That's going to be our point guard. Or Mike, my bad, Mike Saunders. Or Victor Lakin. Or the Russian bear that I cannot pronounce his name off the top of my head right now. And I'm not going to try because it's like 2 in the morning. But he came from Colgate. And here's my conspiracy theory about Colgate. Colgate is a second-rate team. They're named after a damn toothpaste. I mean, who's going to come to Cincinnati and beat the Bearcats in Cincinnati? Last season, Colgate did. And it was so weird when it happened that our star player, Jaron Cumberland, received the ball with plenty of time on the shot clock and threw the ball up in the air and threw a last-minute shot up like there was only a second left. There was at least 20 seconds left. And this dude took the ball and just heaved it up in the air. And all of a sudden, we have... A seven-footer from Colgate on our team this year. Conspiracy theory check. We threw that game on purpose and let Colgate beat us so that they could get their claim to fame 
by beating a very quality team like UC. And in return, one of their big boys, their seven-footers, their star players, would come sign with us the following year. That's my conspiracy theory about that game. Jaron Cumberland is not going to throw a ball up in the air with 20 seconds left for fun. And Colgate does not beat Cincinnati. That's not how basketball works. That was done with a purpose, and that was done with a handshake before that game started. I don't know if John Brandon was involved in it, but if it, if he was, so what? We were still going to the tournament that year. He still made magic happen with his team. And now in this new year, we're going to have a big boy. And thank you, Jesus. We're going to have another big boy because Chris Vogt is coming back. He tested the NBA waters and decided, eh, not for me. Well, no shit, it's not for you. You're not experienced enough. Two years ago, no one knew who Chris Vogt from Mayfield, Kentucky was. And most people don't even know where Mayfield, Kentucky is. And the only reason I do is because I was going to buy a Mitsubishi Eclipse down there at one point. And that's all I have. And guess what? We just made it through an entire podcast without talking about the coronavirus. The coronavirus is... I'm just playing. I ain't going to do that shit. (laughs) There's enough of that going on. There's enough mask mandates. There's enough ridiculous mess. There's enough DeWine. You can't drink alcohol in bars anymore after 10. Because magically, if you drink after 10, the virus is going to grow on your can of beer. And you're going to contract it. Freaking goofballs. Huh. I guess that's all. But there's one thing I want to leave you with. I have a Galaxy S10. My son has an iPhone XR. My Galaxy S10 is so sweet. I love it. I love that little phone, man. It has triple cameras, and I realize that when you switch it into video mode and start filming, you can watch the cameras on the rear move and switch into different modes, and it's just amazing. The XR has one damn camera on the back. One. The S10 has three, and guess what? That iPhone XR takes a better night photo and an all-around better camera quality than all three of the Galaxy cameras. I posted it on my Facebook. If you're interested, text me, 513-212-1212, and I'll shoot you the pictures so you can see the difference. And the difference is real. The struggle is real for Android to catch up to iPhone and camera technology. And on that note, I'm going to finish this mic's hard. Strawberry, new flavor, yum yum. I'm going to finish these Marlboro Reds. And then I'm going to lay down and go to bed. It was fun to be back. We talked about some crazy crap. Not at my whim. I don't sit here like, hmm, let's talk about child sacrifice. But I did on request, and I'm not going to say who. But it was a real question. They really wanted to know about it. They've been hearing about it. If you're really concerned about it, check it out in Uganda and check it out in South America because that's where it's more rampant and illogical. 
But anyway, I'm glad to be back. You might be hearing more from me if my life can stay normal long enough. I'm not going to say what else I was going to say because I ain't on it tonight. Look, y'all, as always, take care. I bid you adieu. Stay safe. Don't get sacrificed. And God bless.